All right, welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. It is the Road to Moscow edition. Ori Benatar here with Esteban Bailey, and we are ready to start previewing our teams, and we begin with the host nation, Russia. Pretty fascinating, Esteban, that Russia's hosting a World Cup. I think a lot of people didn't expect that, but this is the second out of the last three World Cups where we have a host nation that might not even make it out of the group stage. Yeah, it's very crazy. I mean, they're not the European powerhouse in the slightest. They haven't really had a really interesting track record of doing very well at these kind of tournaments. So it'd be interesting to see if this host nation can actually do anything. Right. Now, Russia is the biggest country by area in the world and have, are the biggest country by default for hosting the World Cup. Here's some fast facts about Russia. This will be their fourth World Cup. The last time they were there was last World Cup in Brazil. They were in the group stage. They were not able to get out of a group that contained Belgium, South Korea, and, um, oh, geez, who's that fourth team? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Belgium, South Korea, and, uh, oh, my goodness, I think it was... Bosnia? No, no, no. Bosnia was with Argentina. This is embarrassing. Ah, that's right. No, oh, it's boy. okay. Okay. No, we got to get this. I, I know this. I got Algeria. Get it Algeria. Algeria. Yes, of course. And they that made was, it out uh, of the great group. group. That's yeah. right. And they almost beat Germany in the round of 16. <laughs> eh, they're not there this time. All right. Well, nope. off to a great start as we'll take a look at some of the other facts. So they've only played nine games as a unified nation. So not counting the Soviet Union, nine games for the Russian team. They have two wins, uh, two draws and five losses. Obviously, they qualified as the host nation. Their captain is the goalkeeper, Igor Akinfeyev, manager Stanislav Cherchesov. As we take a look at their group schedule, they will open up the tournament on June the 14th, where we will all be happy for the World Cup to start. Russia and Saudi Arabia, the two lowest-ranked teams in the FIFA rankings, opening up the tournament at the Luzhniki Stadium in Moscow. Russia will then play Mo Salah and Egypt in St. Petersburg on June the 19th, and they will close the group stage out against Luis Suarez and Uruguay in Samara at the Cosmos Arena. Pretty uh, interesting group here. Group A, a lot of people saying, is the worst group of this World Cup any chance Russia can get out of this group? I mean, if you're looking at this, these three teams they got to play against, you're going up against two teams that have singular superstars, whereas Russia, they don't really have many superstars on their team. Their team is full of players playing in uh, the Russian Premier League. Yeah, I mean, their best player is probably Fedor Smolov. Uh, he's a good, talented striker. He was linked with West Ham in the most recent transfer window. He might go this summer after the World Cup. Who knows? But, I mean, they, they don't really have uh, a, a really talented team. They do have some technically gifted players like uh, Alexander Gulvin, who is also linked with Arsenal, and he's only 21 years old. But in order to get out of the group, I do think they have at least compared to some of the other teams, they have more of a collective group of talent. They may not be as talented as Uruguay, and they may not have a superstar in the vein of Salah, but they do have players that can at least take, like, at least get them through. I think, it's very, I think their expectations are to at least progress to the knockout stage of the tournament. I think within Russia, that's probably their expectations. But I think a lot of the the pundits and most of the just the regular fans, I'm not expecting Russia to get out of this group. I mean, it really depends on what kind of squad they pick because they have, you know, those highlight players 
that can do stuff. The ones I'm thinking of are Smolov, Artem Zubia playing for uh, Arsenal Tula now. He was with Zenit. He's a very tall striker. He's got 20, he's got 11 goals and 22 caps for Russia. Then you've also got uh, Alan Zagoev, who had a phenomenal Euro 2012 with Russia back in the group stage. But you don't have that superstar player that Russia had back at Euro 2008. The likes of uh, Roman Pavlyuchenko and uh, Andrei Arshavin at the time were able to take Russia to the Euro semifinals. And this team has probably the biggest mixture of youth and guys who are really experienced. You know, Yuri Zhirkov is 34. I think he should be on the squad. You've got to take one of your most experienced players to the World Cup. 82 caps for Russia. He's a legend there. I'm assuming he's going to be on the squad. Whether or not he plays is going to be a different question. But And then you've got uh, plenty of youth on the team. I mean, Zubia, 29. Smolov, 28. So they're towards their prime. Zagoev is 27. Uh, you mentioned Golovin, who's 21. And then you've got Igor Atkinfeyev, who is either one of the most consistent goalies in the world or can just have an absolute howler like he did in Brazil against South Korea in that first game that had the 1-1 draw. So in terms of a style for Russia, what would be the best style to go up to to use against the teams that they're going to play because i mean against saudi arabia that could be either the worst game in the tournament or the best game in the tournament we don't know but russia is going to have to figure out how to stop the likes of salah and suarez with center backs ranging between the ages of 29 and and 32. Well, if we look back at some of their friendlies that they've had recently, we've seen Russia try to go with a three at the back, a uh, very mobile midfield, and just trying to get the ball into the box through one of their poaching strikers. So I assume that's what they're going to go for in the at least against the bigger teams like Uruguay and maybe even Egypt. Against Saudi Arabia, though, that they know that there's that that's their one opportunity to get three points, a very valuable three points in the first group, and they're probably going to go out with all their best attacking players, four, four at the back, just make sure that they can dominate Saudi Arabia, which could make for a really fun game. However, when they play against Uruguay specifically, they're probably going to be a little more cagey, a little more defensive. Definitely going to go with the three at the back. I'd be very curious to see what kind of tactical shifts uh, Stanislav Cherishov would, ma- uh, would make. I mean, it's interesting because they do have talent. It's not it's an untalented Russian team. They're not exactly the most gifted but they do have players that are successful in their own personal leagues the russian premier league may not be uh one of the best leagues in europe but it is at least better than what saudi the saudi arabia league uh a lot of leagues in south america i mean it's they're not untalented it's just a matter of whether they can take their chances because if you remember in the 2014 world cup and also in their most recent friendlies the problem with russia has been and in the confederations cup the problem with russia is that they're not very clinical they get chances but they're not able to finish their chances they're not able to kill a game off whenever they're able like whenever they get the chance so I expect them to draw with at least one of Saudi Arabia or Egypt. I think they could. I think they'll lose to Uruguay pretty handedly, uh, and I think, I think they should beat Saudi Arabia. I, th- I think that's a. The, it's the first match of the tournament. The home crowd is going to be with them. They're going to have all the energy. South Africa, the team that the other team that did not make it to the knockout stages, won their first game. So I mean, I, I, I expect them to win that first game, and then from there we'll see what happens. 
right? And recently, I think in the last two World Cups, the host nations have kind of stumbled out of the gates because of this. Because think about it, Russia hasn't played a competitive match since the Confederations Cup. And many don't even consider the Confederations Cup to be that competitive of a tournament. I mean, Russia beat New Zealand 2-0, lost to Portugal 1-0, and lost to Mexico 2-1. And the recent friendlies have been against really good squads, Argentina, Spain, Brazil, and France. They managed to draw Spain 3-3 back in November. But in the recent World Cups, you know, Brazil hosted last time. They weren't exactly, you know, the best team in the world when they started playing. They did not play well in the group stage. They barely beat Croatia. The scoreline didn't really tell the story of that game. Guillermo Ochoa just decided to be a brick wall in that second game, and Brazil just was not able to finish. And then they played a Cameroon team that was just fighting amongst themselves, and somehow Brazil was able to get to the semifinals. And once they played Germany, you just knew it was just going to be a disaster, especially with no Thiago Silva. Even South Africa. South Africa didn't have to qualify. They got in as a host nation ended up drawing Mexico actually in that first game and they beat a France team also that was in you know complete tatters and just all the drama so interesting that the last two host nations have played those teams that have had the most drama in the World Cup France in 2010 and Cameroon in 2014 but you know Russia's not a goal scoring team defensively they're pretty solid but it's not like their clubs are that bad. I mean, Zenit has been pretty good in Europe for the past couple of years. Seska Moscow is a pretty consistent Champions League qualifier. Lokomotiv Moscow got pretty far in the Europa League this year, got knocked out by Arsenal. Ruben Kazan has had a few good years here and there. But it's one of those teams where pretty much every player is playing in the same league, with the exception of uh, Denis Chirisev. I would expect him to be in the team. Uh, former Real Madrid player now playing for Villarreal. Yeah, I mean, well, I think Denis Sheresev is hurt, though, if I do remember correctly. Right. He's had injury problems in the past. Only 10 caps for Russia, no goals for Sheresev. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it should I mean, be interesting. It, yeah, I mean, it, I think I don't want to put down this Russian team too much. I mean, everybody's been putting them down. And I, I do think that people are probably either overrating Egypt or, or Uruguay a little bit, but we'll get to that when we get to those previews. It just... I do think that Russia is going to be able to do something in their group stage. I think it's very likely that they're able to get out. Even with Salah, he's going to be tired from a long season in the Premier League. He's going to be playing in the Champions League final. He's had a lot of minutes. He plays in a system in Egypt that's maybe not best suited for his skill set, even though he did score for fun while qualifying. But I, I think we have to look at it from the Russian point of view that these Russian players are going to be playing in front of their home crowd. They're going to have that home field advantage. They know the stadiums. They know the environment. It's I think they have that advantage. And I think more so than in South Africa or even Brazil to a lesser extent, I think Russia is going to be able to take advantage of, of home field. Yeah, Russia is going to be tuning up for the World Cup. May 30th, they're taking on Austria and Innsbruck and then a match in Moscow against Turkey, two European sides that did not qualify for the World Cup. No. All right, so let's just do some quick predictions here for this Russian national team. One of the few teams in this World Cup that doesn't really have an official nickname. It's always fun to kind of go through the nicknames <laughs> of these teams. Uh, the yeah. kits are out, you know, Russia wearing their uh, their maroon red. It's interesting that Russia goes with this maroon red. I kind of like the, the Russian red in the flag. It's a little brighter, but the, those maroon red kits are, are okay. But Russia's kits, not, not really ones that stick out as amazing. 
I, I agree. I don't think they have the nicest uh, kids. All right. So let's. Uh, this is how we do predictions here on these previews. Uh, before we, we're going to do like a full what we think is going to happen in the tournament at the very end podcast where we do a full preview of it all. So basically, how we're going to do these predictions is we're going to say. How, what's the max number of points we think Russia can get and how far realistically they can get in the knockout stage. So let's start off with Esteban. How many points do you think Russia could achieve in this group? Could achieve is six. They could certainly beat Saudi Arabia and it is possible for them to potentially beat Egypt. It's not, you know, it's not a, they, they could tie, they could win, they could lose, but it, that's going to be a really important game for second place, but they have no chance against Uruguay. Uruguay is going to beat them pretty handedly. Uh, realistically, the best that they can hope for is a round of 16 game because, as we know, if they come in second, they're likely to play the winner of Group B, which would be either Spain or Portugal, most likely. So I think the Russians would are expecting to make it to the round of 16, and I think that's where they are expecting their journey to end. And even if they come in first, they would probably play Portugal or Spain, whoever comes in second. Whoever's in Group A exactly. is in yeah. for a tough round of 16 game. So I'm going to say Russia, max number of points. I say they can beat Saudi Arabia. I think they will beat Saudi Arabia. But I think they're, I think the max number of points is four. I don't see them beating Uruguay. I, just, I don't see them having a chance at beating Egypt either. I see them maybe getting a draw, like a 1-1 or a 0-0 draw in that game. Because besides Mo Salah, Egypt has other talent too. You know, Mohamed El Neni is a pretty solid player. He's had injuries with Arsenal in the past. But Egypt is a squad that's going to be playing, you know, behind Salah and are going to have a lot to play for, this being their first World Cup in a really long time. So I'll say max number of points is four, which means I, I just... I, I'm 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 in the camp that I just don't see Russia coming out of this group. I just don't think they have enough talent. We've seen in club soccer this year that one player can make all the difference. Especially this year, we've seen that Ronaldo making all the difference for Madrid in the Champions League, Salah making a world of a difference for Liverpool, basically helping them get to the Champions League final. So I I just see one you know Salah is enough for Egypt to beat Russia and I think Suarez and Cavani are enough for Uruguay to beat Russia so I'll say max 4 if Russia got to the knockout stage there is no way they would get to the quarterfinals they would get handily beaten by Portugal or Spain that would be an <laughs> ugly game to watch that would yeah, be I the round right of the tournament that, that would yep, be a tough think, one Yeah that would be tough All right great yeah, so that's our Russia preview. Be sure to check out our other previews for all the rest of our teams as we continue our road to Moscow here at the Top Flight Podcast.